Hi, I'm Zoe. And I'm Esme. And I'm Lauren. And, <laughs> and we're too much. Ooh, good enough to get back to. Bad enough to bail again. Bit too much that you can't chew. But you're gonna tell your friends. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. You're too much. So we have Lauren on. Lauren, <laughs> I know from my roommate, Audra. And Lauren just spent a year abroad. A full darn year. Yes. And Esme's about to do that. Yes. So Lauren just went abroad for a year in Australia, lived, laughed, and learned. I would say Sliv Slaff Love. Oh, yeah. If I'm be quite honest. But it's true. You did find love in Slip, Australia. Sliv Slaff Love. Not always slaying, but definitely Sliv Slaff mm -hmm. Loving. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why I wanted to have Lauren on is not only do I think she's an interesting person, I feel like you should all get to hear her wisdom, but mm. also because I'm planning on going and doing a year abroad in March, I'm planning on going to London for a year since I'm officially done my undergrad. It's Congratulations. over. <laughs> Thank you. Pop the champagne, baby. Let's I, get the party I've started. I've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Non-stop. Yeah. And so we wanted to have Lauren on to tell us about the experience mm -hmm. of going abroad for a year. I mean, why you did know. you go? Yeah, let's start with that. Like, what, what got you to get going? And how long were you planning it? I think... That's like a really loaded question because there's a lot that went into it. Yeah. Um, I always kind of knew I wanted to go to Australia. It was always in the back of my mind. It was whether like when to go. Um, and then in my undergrad, in my last year, I went through a really big hardship mentally. Mm -hmm. um, really big burnout um, and a bit of like a mental, menti B, you know, a little menti B. <laughs> And I just remember in that moment, my psychiatrist was like, you really, like, you shouldn't even be doing school anymore. Like, if you wanted to, like, just cut, quit, you know, postpone till next year. And I was like, no, I'm going to get through my last semester. But then as soon as I get through it, I'm planning to go traveling. And I'm going to take a gap year, mm -hmm. which is unheard of in my family. Like, mm -hmm. none of us have taken a gap year. No one has, none of us have, like you know, off-put school. It's time um, for med school, girl. What do you yeah. mean? So that's what a, your whole family, both your parents are doctors? No, or my, one, your dad's a doctor? My dad's a doctor. My mom's a chemical engineer. Oh, of course. My sister's <laughs> wow. a doctor. Wow. My brother's in dentistry right now. Okay. okay. All at my, like, McGill vibes. Mm -hmm. So it was always just very academic-based. Yeah. And so I knew that after that whole, like, hardship that I kind of just needed a gear to myself to figure out what I wanted to do, to also, like, give myself a bit of, like, rest and relaxation mm. and Tessa vibes. My year of rest yeah. and relaxation. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, so it was always in the back of my mind. I always said I was going, but I actually never, like, didn't have anything booked or reserved. Yeah. I actually went to the UK before I went to Australia. Okay. Um, but then we were speaking about this before, like, I had some friendships that just kind of came to an end, and I think I was in a pretty bad relationship prior to... And all of them kind of falling down on me were just a realization that I need to get out of Montreal. It's such a small city, and that's what makes it so amazing. But it's also so isolating and that it felt like I was just constantly being reminded of these tough, mm -hmm. tough friendships, relationships, and hardships that I went through. And I just wanted to get out. And so, yeah. honestly, going to Australia was an escape. Mm -hmm. if, first and foremost, it was genuinely an escape. Um, and it was kind of like 
fingers crossed all goes well yeah yeah so, i i relate to this <laughs> i'm like yeah time to go but yeah you had a breakup this past year uh well last year no it's been a moment now but it's still <laughs> but it's like, still comes and goes i feel like uh but i do feel like you had your tower moment mm-hmm. and you were having a tower moment where it's always like everything needs to fall apart materially in your life for like new things to arrive yeah. And I and I feel like you know lately Zoe's been doing my ta- uh, my tarot and that and the, each time we do it no matter what the question is the the tower comes out and we both go <gasps> and she's like uh, I guess I won't go to that date maybe I can avoid the tower <laughs> I'm like I'm trying so hard to avoid the tower because I just don't want to experience yeah, it because oh, just if you're not a tarot girly like know the big difference between the death card and the tarot card yeah it's a death card tower tower yeah. the tower card yeah. it's the death card's more like a spiritual like ending like, like a shedding yes it's, it's more inner but yeah. tower means materially things are going terribly like <laughs> looking around you everything's falling apart whereas the friendship and the it's just like wow so my life. it's so funny you mentioned that because Did you <laughs> Did you get the tower card? So (laughs) I went to Australia after I was in Melbourne. And then when I, like, kind of went traveling, I crossed Byron Bay. My friends that I were traveling to Nimbin. So if you know Australia, you know from Byron, you go to Nimbin to buy your weed. Um, And so All our Australian listeners. We're going to get them. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to get them. (laughs) So we went to Nimbin. On our way back, we, like, are on, like, like I could say like a highway like a rural highway and we see this thing says tarot card readings and we pass by it and then we're like fuck it like we're in Nimbin let's do it and so we pull in and we go into this guy's little like converted like carousel van thing it's the weirdest nichest thing okay and you're doing a tarot reading and he does our tarot readings and I actually pulled it up because when you're talking about this I was like I feel... You have the spread. I have the spread. Mm. So my first spread you was have a devil. so bad <laughs> that the guy literally said, I don't know what you're going through. <laughs> the heartbreak. <laughs> bad. And so he literally looks at me and the whole first row is like, death, devil, like three knives in the heart. Yeah. And he's like, you were chained to something where you couldn't yeah. escape. But, like, you actually, like, based off the cards, you did have the ability to escape, but you just didn't have it in you to, like, get yeah. up and go. And it, I described my last relationship as Stockholm Syndrome. It was really, like, I knew he was a bad person. Mm. And, like... How long were you together for? So we were together for eight months. Okay. But everyone who but, witnessed those eight months could tell you it was... It was pretty... It was basically eight years. The worst moment. It was horrific. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, I know this one. My, I had a friend who was with a bad guy for, like five months maybe it was five decades (laughs) it felt it felt like i was like you know 28 years old about to like go into my wedding day years had just come like sorry months have become years and i was like what is happening but anyway so he pulls these cards and he's like well this is a really bad situation i was like and then he pulls like the new set and it's about like rebirth and then like you know like acceptance coming into oneself like going on a journey and I think what was crazy to me was like at that point I started a new relationship with an Australian and I knew he was like a breath of fresh air like he just really changed my life and changed my trajectory as of now um but then the tarot reader was so confused with my reading he's like you have this terrible line at the beginning Mm -hmm. this amazing line at the end I just want to pull one more card to see like what this means like you know like what does this whole reading mean 
and he pulls up a card and it's like the one of like the woman on her deathbed but her ancestors are looking above her oh. and he's like your ancestors want you to know they're proud of you uh-huh. and that morning I had called my sister crying being like I don't know if I should stay in Australia or not like yeah. you know I love this guy and I want to stay here with him for as long as I can but like you know I have an education I have a career that I have to think about and she was like Lauren just remember whatever you do yeah mom dad and I everyone back home is looking down on you and we're proud of you oh and I was like literally what this like tarot card guy said like I was just like started crying and I was like shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up. I was like don't tell me this right now so like I believe like the tower moment all these things when you get your tower card reading there's always something factual about it like Mm-hmm. You take what you need. You don't always have to take everything, but you mm-hmm. take what you need from it. Yeah. And if you feel like you're going to get that tower mo- moment, yeah, you're probably going to get that tower. <laughs> and I keep trying to avoid it. I'm like, mm-hmm. let me just not invite anything new in. Mm-hmm. Let me not do anything. Let it's me not weird my house. That it keeps saying romance is going to bring it to you. Yeah, because I keep avoiding romance because yeah. I'm scared of the yeah. tower moment. I was going to say, if anyone hasn't watched Esme's TikToks, take a look because it's literally... Yeah. Esme's telling about how she's gonna like take one guy on a date to not think about another guy. <laughs> no, I love it. That's a good idea. Like, That's honestly a of an Literally Esme to a T. It's iconic. Yes. But you are avoiding and it's gonna come and it's gonna slap you in the face <laughs> one day. Wait, one thing on um, escaping. I feel like escaping's obviously the right option for you the right i mean when you well, say what method. your therapist said about uh, oh. getting over someone oh this is my favorite it was it was so basically i had like a tumultuous kind of connection i don't know very it was for me it was happening all the time for him it was happening on and off and it was on whatever high basically all of high school i'm attached to this like guy in some capacity and i moved to montreal and i'm just like instantly it's not a part of my world at all like it it's like that's you all escaped. dead i escaped it all yeah and my therapist when i was struggling to move on i was like i've moved on before like it i just it stopped like i don't know why it's taking me so long and she was like you've never learned how to move on because like you could choose you can either move away or move on yeah and i was like Oh, so, like, sometimes I warn people if they're like, yeah, my high school thing, but I moved past it or whatever. I was like, you didn't move on. You just moved to Montreal. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? but, but, you, but it does work. It's not like... Yeah. It's not like a Band-Aid. It's a genuine moving on, yeah. but it by by relocation. I think I was actually, like, partially already moved on, like, that summer. Yes. Like, we were still, like, hooking up and stuff, but... Oh my god, you were hooking up till the very end? Whoa. Like, you left? Well, then I left for, like, the UK to do, like, backpacking around the UK, and, like, I think at that point, I kind of knew it was coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Like, I really just, like, I was... I felt liberated. Like, I was obviously wanting that person to be in my life. Again, it was very much Stockholm Syndrome. Like, I was... I kept holding on to it, even though I knew I shouldn't have. Yeah. But then towards that end period, I was like... I'm ready to move on. Like, mm-hmm. I, I felt, like, I always say I trust my gut. And my gut was telling me, like, you know, just move on. Like, take it day by day. It's going to yeah. suck at some yeah. points. And obviously, get under someone to get over someone. <laughs> <laughs> very true. does very much work. We're giving great advice. We're like, move away. Uh, get under someone. someone. <laughs> just, just wear protection. <laughs> um, but, no, I think at that point, I was already mentally kind of moved on and clicked on that, yeah. like, my life is going to change from here in and it doesn't involve him yeah and then as soon as like i took that 
flight it was actually a very symbolic flight like I really did feel like a lot of things were being released into the atmosphere and like I just felt very free when I came back to Australia like I felt like light I was like I don't have all these burdens I have to worry about I'm a new person and then I kind of just yeah it was obviously escaping but I had moved on from like the like result of like the end of a friendship the end of a relationship the feeling of like you know I'm not good enough I'm not smart enough like all these things just kind of like flew away and I was like that's not relevant right now what's relevant is that like I'm starting a new life yeah who do I want to be and where do I want to go with this so you the beginning you get to Australia and like what's your life looking like do you already have a job lined up do you know anyone? What's your situation once yeah. you arrive? You're in Melbourne, right? Yeah. So I had already signed a lease. I signed a three months lease uh, for the summer. So like our Canadian winter, their summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you avoided the winter. I know. I'm so smart with it. <laughs> um, so I was doing, my friend added me to Fairy Floss, which is like kind of like, you know, housing thing that was on Facebook and I was doing like a bunch of applications and like sending people messages and finally one came through and I was doing a bunch of interviews so it'd be like their morning and our night time like 16 hour difference but still like doing these (laughs) FaceTimes to try and secure a house yeah um I luckily secured one with these girls and so immediately I get out of the airport take a taxi there and I met Alicia which was my roommate and she was I love her with my entire life. Like, she welcomed me with open arms Aww. that day. She was like, okay, well, like, what do you need? Again, I've just done, like, a 30-hour trip to yeah. get there. We go to, like, the supermarket. She brings me there. She shows me how to ride a tram for the first time. Aww. And, like, she buys, like, two bottles. Like, one bottle of, like, sparkling wine, one bottle of, like, regular Aww. wine. She's like, we're going to celebrate, like, your first day. <laughs> and, and so That's I knew so right cute. away that, like, despite only having, like, a few people there that I knew through, yeah. like, I'll explain those ones later, but only like a few people that I kind of knew. Um, I knew that I was like welcomed with open arms, and she really kind of set the example for that. Yeah, and so I was very so lucky. Um, oh. And then following that, it was really just okay. Let's get myself like set up. So, yeah. got a SIM card at the Seven yeah. Eleven. Just bought a SIM card. <laughs> Iconic. Um, got a Mikey card, which is like their version of a transport card. Okay. Went to the bank in the city, set up a bank account. All on the same day? Like, all on the same day. <laughs> and signed up to a gym because I'm fucking crazy. And I, was like, I was like, I need to get a workout in. Yeah. Um, so by that point, I already had... No one would do this much I love the first, like, after 30 hours. Well, it was the next day afterwards. But I know, but still, you're like... You You're know, slanging. going through it. Yeah, I just knew, like, I need to get things set up as quickly as possible because I knew I wanted to start working ASAP. Okay. Um, and did you have a job secure or you were applying for jobs once you so got that's there? So the thing is, I actually had no job secured. I was actually really stressed about finding a job. Um, but then what I did is my friend told me, like, hey, go on this website or go in person. And so I just, one day, the next day, following my bank and gym membership yeah. signing up, <laughs> I went to a cafe and I just banged out cover letters, personalized cover letters for hospitality, like edited my like resume. Yeah. And so then I walked around the city at all the restaurants I wanted to apply to. I gave in my cover letter and my resume. I was applying to places online. And then within the next day, I received over 10 calls. Oh my God. And I had That's a like- trial. So like in Australia, they do trials, they're yeah. paid trials. I had a paid trial lined up every single day for the next two weeks. So I arrived in Australia in December, 8th no sorry december 6th mm-hmm. i had a trial up until december 20th oh Damn. My God. and then like 
again, and I was paying, getting paid 50 Australian for every child because they're two hours and, like, yeah. 25 cash an hour. Yeah. And then a free meal I've heard as well. that's incredible is minimum wage in Australia is $25, right? Um, I think it's... I think it might be 27 now. Oh, my um, God. But, yeah, and it's also not to, like, mention the fact that, like, on Sundays you get paid double. Yeah. Like, over time's a certain amount. Like, I was on level three as a waitress, so I'm getting paid 30 an hour. Okay. So not even 27. Like, I'm getting paid 30 an hour. Okay. Every place offered me a job. Because yeah. I had experience working in fine dining in Montreal, so I was pretty yes. set up. So immediately you secure a job, basically. You grind yeah. really hard your first two weeks in Australia. Australia. Yeah, my like roommates were like, you're actually sick. Like, <laughs> and like, you were like going for jet lag? Like, what was the time difference? So it's a 16-hour time difference. <laughs> but I was waking up, like I would say I'm more of a night owl, so I ended up just going to bed earlier and then waking up earlier. So it was just, like, I ended up just waking up at, like, 8 a.m., yeah. 8 a.m., which, to me, is anyone who knows me yes. knows that I will take my Z's, okay? <laughs> me too. I'm a woman who enjoys the sleep in. Um, so, <laughs> so, me <right>. too. <laughs> so even though 8 a.m. to most people was like, that's normal. I'm like, a noon girl every day. <laughs> I work hospital until so late at night, yeah. so it's like, I go to bed at around 3 a.m. or, like, 2 a.m., like, depending on the shift. And so... Again, I'll wake up later. Sue me. And so, <laughs> again, I'm waking up at 8 a.m. And I'm like, this is crazy for me. Yeah. And I immediately was like, I'm a new woman. Like, I'm apparently an Australian Pilates queen now if I'm waking up at oh. 8 a.m. Look, I was waking up at 8 a.m. So I was like, yes. well, what should I do? Like, go to the gym early? Like, you know, like, yeah. get a smoothie going and a acai bowl? Like, what does one do with all this time in their day? Okay, yeah. I want to know your thoughts on Australian men because I have a theory that but everyone in my life loves Australian men. It's my brand. When I'm traveling, you know how Australians you go to Europe, they're, they're all everywhere. they're every. It's like truly an epidemic. But what's the population of Australia? Like, why are they like, everywhere? Canada it's a bit less than Canada, maybe. Yeah. But like, keep in mind, like they're it is just a, all there. They're like, I think it's the reason that I've learned having been there is that. Oh. Because they're so separated from the rest of the world, they, again, are able to save up larger amounts because of their, sure. like, wages. And then all of them will take their gap year or will take, like, breaks at a time to go traveling. Um, and it's more feasible to save out that money to do it. But also, it's a huge experience for them. So they yeah. all kind of go in flocks. Yes. And they all want to just get out of Australia because... Austria. They've never been able. But not even that, yeah, they they don't like they literally do not travel yeah. anywhere else. Their vacation would be to Bali, and so yeah. I remember with yes, my, I Southeast Asia is like the closest. Though, yeah, right. How far is that? Like eight hour flight or something? I have no idea. Okay. But like even for like my partner, I'd be like, oh yeah, like when I was in Mexico, or like oh when I was in like Barbados, like yeah, or, like when I was in Mexico, or like when I was in Belize, like and he's like, oh my god, like all these places, like what the heck? And I was like, but you don't understand, like. For that's Canada, like that's like a week, maybe sometimes even five days. We'll just go for like a little resort, you know, like because that's yeah. close for us, and then you can actually get really inexpensive flights. Yeah, but it's like for them, that's wild that we, you know, mm. do like are doing Central America and like the Caribbean. It's yeah. But that being said, it's, so that's the thing. It's very isolating. Yeah. Um, and you I know, never I, even thought of that, even though I've met so many traveling. Just that like. They are only really I, so many. It's so funny. They all go to Bali. They're all like the first time I traveled. Bali, Bali yeah. yeah, yeah. And so they're all like having their little moment in their yeah. early twenties where yes. they're like, let's yes. actually travel. But they're doing it for real for multiple months. But that's yeah. like my partner. When I met him, like as soon as I met him, we started getting to know each other, and like obviously I fell in love because I'm a simp. Um, 
she was like, well, what's his sign and what's yours? Um, so he, oh my God, he's a Taurus. Okay. And I'm an Aquarius. Oh, incredible. I don't hear about that much. Yeah. You and Brian are both Tauruses. You, no, you, I'm an Aquarius. She's he's an a Taurus. Oh, sorry. Taurus. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I mixed it um, up. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, me, a Taurus. <laughs> I, I was not like, giving Taurus I was like, I, don't, I rarely get any earth signs. You kind signs. of look like a Taurus a little. I have very little earth like, sign in my chart. You skin, beautiful hair, the, very Taurus. The one thing I have is a Capricorn in my Venus, which shows how isolating I am oh in terms God. of love. <laughs> but yeah, so like when I met him and like I obviously fell in love with him, he was like, Okay, yeah, but I am going away for five months to Europe, and that was his first vacation, like Aww. first solo vacation. The other time he'd ever been overseas was to China and to Thailand with his family. Like, yeah, it's crazy that like Asia's closer, <laughs> like, which is a huge thing for us. But yeah. like, so he was going to Europe, and I was like, that's crazy. Like, I used to go to Europe like every summer. <laughs> like, you know, like my family, like part of them live in the UK, and. Yeah. I was just always going there. And if we were going on a vacation this summer, my mom was like, we're going to go to Hungary. We're going to go to Vienna. We're going to go ah, to Prague. Like, yeah. we're just going to, like, travel around Eastern yes. Europe. And I was like, that was our family vacations. So yes. it was very crazy. And like It's like us in Southeast Asia. Exactly. We're like, we have a, we're like, yeah. let's go in it, the journey. Exactly. Let's have a big, long flight yeah. here in Southeast <laughs> yeah. For four months. Okay, but, so how early into arriving in Australia do you meet your now boyfriend? Yeah, it sounds early. Like Yeah. So I actually met him when I started working there in December, like late December. You met him right away. Yeah, so because uh, okay. we worked together. So I But were you dating right away or were you no. just friends? We co-workers? weren't even friends. We were just simply co-workers. I spotted simply him, <laughs> uh, simply I spotted him from across the room and like, oh, that man is fun as and then <laughs> I was <laughs> I literally was just like, he's fine, but, like, whatever. And then it was our staff party at the beginning of January, like, literally the beginning of January, where we actually finally conversed. Like, I never talked to him at mm-hmm. that point. And we finally spoke. And I was like, oh, my God, he's in law school. He's athletic. Like, he plays footy, which is Australian rugby, basically. Okay. And I play rugby. So I was like, oh, my God, hot. And then also on top of that, he's, like, witty, funny. Everyone okay. loves him. But, so, yeah, we had that conversation. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so down. Um, but then when we're walking to, like, the beach, like, my friend goes, like, I really hope he hooks up with me tonight. <gasps> oh, I think oh, that no. no. No, I love, I love no, her. I love her, but I hate I love her. But it's just, like, an awkward moment. I was, like, I so hate her. There, so I was just, like... <laughs> But no, in my mind, yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to burn any bridges. Yeah. I'm like, my work, I'm new to the city. So I was like... You pick friends over, especially when you I'm, live somewhere. And not that, but like, I'm always going to be a girl's girl. Yeah. Like, it's like, if my friend has eyes for someone, it's out. It's yeah. out of the question. And have you, like, had any hookups yet in Australia? Or were you just kind of focusing I on... I had, had, I had had Okay, you got hookups. to work. Oh, I got to work as soon as I got you there. You really got to work. The minute you arrived, you're like, I live here now. No, like, literally, I was well. like, okay, so what am I doing next? <laughs> okay, so it wasn't even like he was your only man of Australia. Like, no, no, I had, had like a few other people. You were like, I moved here a week ago. Let's <laughs> 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 go home. <laughs> like, I have a gym membership, I have a <laughs> and I have a few men in my bed. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so at that point, I was just like, it was more like, oh, I'm interested in him, like, would be lovely to like, yeah, well, I really hope his mom or his sister don't listen. Like, I really hope to like sleep with him and so, <laughs> um, and it wasn't even like in a relationship time. Yeah. It was more just like, oh my god, it'd be so He's fun. He's hot. Yeah, yeah. And so, again, like my friend told me this. So I literally, as soon as that I heard that, I was like, distance myself. I'm no longer gonna try and like hook up with him. I'm just gonna be friends with him. So like, mm-hmm. we like after work, we'd have a glass of wine together and we just like chat. And it was really just like oh, chatting. Okay. Yeah. But like, I was still 
keen and interested, but I would never like. Yeah, I would you never, were still attracted. I was to still him. attracted, but I was never gonna do anything because I really thought in my yeah. mind like I hope my friend makes a move. And then it got to a point, like towards end of January, I met like I told my friend I was like, "Okay, can you let me know if one he is single? Because if he's with someone, yeah. I'm not gonna make a move. Two, if like Grace is still interested. Yeah." Like, still interested yeah, no, sorry. and then like if he's down if he's interested yeah. in me. and so whatever first week of february and my girlfriend and i at my other job we go to this the place the Wait, other place i worked at multiple jobs i have two jobs um, she's just showing to be a productive <laughs> like she said hours? I couldn't handle science how? school, but I love... <laughs> how many hours were you working a week? It depends. I think I was doing... I was probably doing, at that point, around 40. So it was, like, full-time. Okay. I was working, like... Yeah, I would say around 40, 45. Um, and you were doing, like, half-half? Yeah, half-half. Like, oh, my God. Um, and so, like, again, my friend and I would go after work to this other place because I was like oh I work there we'll probably get a yeah. few free shots might yeah. be good see if anyone else is down to go out with us tonight we get there and we're just seeing the two of us and immediately Ben was like oh look I'm done in an hour like I'll come sit with you guys yeah. and I was like oh, shook it and so oh, like, <laughs> you're like I'm eating it up yeah I was like what the hell is happening and so my friend Jade like she's sitting there she's basically like third wheeling at this point like the conversation is just me and him and I just but the thing is, is like I was kind of just talking about like anything I talked to the girls about. Like I'm really un- I'm unhinged, yeah. I'm unfiltered, I'm too much. Um, and so he was just like kind of getting the vibe of like, okay, she's crazy, but like whatever. I was kind of seeing he was interested, and so we go out, and then the other girl who was interested in him was like, oh, you guys are going out. I'm gonna come out. So now we have a group of like five of us. Yeah. I'm interested in Ben. Another girl's interested in Ben. And it's my two girlfriends who know I'm interested That's in Ben. That's the most stressful moment. We've all been here. We've all been and in that moment. It's such a weird vibe. It's, it's a weird such vibe. a weird vibe. You're trying to be like, I'm, I'll be normal. Yeah. <laughs> and you, and, and it's never like you have resentment towards the other girl because you're yeah. just like, I love this it's girl. It's such a weird vibe because it's just like, I like this person. Yeah. And I know you do too. And, and you try to do less. Yeah, but you're like, he was ultimately the, the decider. He's the decider. <laughs> the thing is like, and that thing is like, I love this girl so much, and like, she brings so much to the table that I was like, no, super valid. If he goes for her, like, yeah, I don't blame him. Like, no. she's hot as hell. Like, I love You're her. Just she's creative. To keep it chill. But exactly. And again, like, I did really, I loved our friendship, and so I was kind of like, I'm just not gonna do anything. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna be the one to initiate. Um, and so we go out that night, and then my friend Mary basically goes, I found out. He's down, he's single, go for it. And she hands me a bathing suit top and she's like, change. Because I was in my work clothes. Oh, you're going to the pool. Wait, why? I was going to the club, but all I didn't have a fucking. (laughs) All I had was a bathing suit. All she had was a bathing suit top. That works. I was like, whatever, I'm putting it on. I'm basically wearing a bra in the club. Yeah. And I. (laughs) It's actually so cringe. But, (laughs) But like, then that night, like, he's still oblivious as hell. Like, I love my mans, but he's oblivious. And so he. Oh, wait, also, like, do we ever figure out how she found out? Sorry, like, was she like, she what asked, do you think of Lauren? I think, like, she asked someone who had previously, like, been with him in the past, who then, like, asked him as a friend, and he was like, yeah, like, I think she's really attractive. She's cool. She's yeah, cute. and then she, like... Okay, okay. We, it was so, like, we oh. got, so we got the network of she's cool, she's cute, but, like, he's still so oblivious. No, like, he's okay. so oblivious. Like, I, like he, he doesn't know you're down. 
And like, you- I actually don't even know what this man, like, I've grilled him uh, on it so many times, but... Okay, so whoever this friend is, they were being such an icon, not letting on that you are initiating the kind yeah. of asking. No, no. That's an iconic move. No, my girlfriend okay, Mary is, like, the She ate man. it up. Okay, yeah, okay good for her. Need, yeah. to practice that. We need to practice yeah. that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, they're yeah. interested in you. Yeah. But, yeah, so then he goes to the club, and he's ordering himself a drink, and I was like, what are you drinking? Like, oh, my God, I hate myself. It was like a ginger beer, and I was like, "Oh, like non-alcoholics." I know a ginger beer thing, non-alcoholic. Yeah. In Australia, ginger beer is an alcoholic beverage. Wait, oh what? my god, I need to go to Australia. So imagine, wait, what imagine did, it's what like, did they put in it? So it's like imagine a seltzer. Like it's not like you're having like soda water and then a shot of vodka in it. No. It's like kind of brewed to be this alcoholic beverage. I don't even know what the alcohol is, but it's gluten free, and I'm celiac, oh, and, and it's delicious, and it's yeah, and it tastes like ginger beer. I alcohol love in it. That sounds like, so good. It's a patio pounder. It's oh a God. patio pounder. I let think me tell you, it's just a Moscow Mule. To be honest, it is, but it's it doesn't <laughs> taste as alcoholic. Okay, it's delicious, okay, and they put okay. lime in there for you with. Oh! And so I was like, oh, like. Alcoholic, and he goes. I need to go to Australia. He's like, no alcoholic, and I was like, I've never had one. Like literally, what? I've never had one, but two. Buy me a drink, God's sakes. Yeah. And so he's like, oh well, I'll get you one. Like kind of being like, whatever. Is that like also a thing? I know in some places, like buying someone a drink's not the vision. Australia is the most like <laughs> cheap and like. They're not gonna buy. <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna buy you. Okay. Um, but also, drink prices are effed up. Yeah. But yeah what's so. the going out scene in Australia? Is it fun or what's the vibe? Um. If you like, like, I would say, you know, DJs, like, if you like drum and bass, techno, mm, like, house, yeah, yeah. it's really the scene for you. Um, yeah, that's what, I went to a club with these guys, and they only played, like, like, they were playing, like, Sex on Fire, like, and then they were playing, like, Demi Watt, like, they were just, like, like, pop, but, like, it, they made it, like, lit with the DJ. I yeah. can't believe I just said lit, sorry. But they're, <laughs> they're, like, making it, like, fun, and I remember the Australian guys I was with was, like, words i can't believe there are words at this club like there are lyrics in the music well that's the thing is that for me i was never someone who was into that okay. like even though my friends were in montreal i just never gave a rat's ass about it like quite a honestly. stereo moment yeah and then here i'm in australia and it was like four days and it was like we're going to a bush juff and i go to this bush juff what's a bush it's, it's like basically a bush party, like a right? rave in the middle of like a random like facility okay. or park. and there's like you just take a bunch of drugs and you party or whatever and you rave yeah. until the AM. And I remember it was like my first time, like so the first four days in Australia, and my friends like, We're going to a bush stuff, meet us at like one AM and we're gonna leave. It's literally just a rave. I yeah. love the drama. And then, <laughs> like I go and I was like, Oh, I have to start liking techno music and then like <laughs> and I was like, Hey Jesus Christ and then we go to another night out like weeks later and it's again like you know, techno music. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I really need to change my taste in music. <laughs> um, so if you like that scene, then it's amazing for it because that's really what the vibe is about. But let that also be known that the vibe is also based off of heaps of ketamine. Yes. Um, okay. So okay, ketamine's the go-to. Ketamine's the go-to. It's like, that's really interesting. Especially in Melbourne. Like, in Melbourne, ketamine's the go-to. And then as you get up, I think, like, it changes. Like Coke. Like, in Byron, it's a bit more like Coke and stuff. Okay. But, like very much so in melbourne like i think you take ket and then obviously techno music becomes a little bit more enjoyable oh if, interesting if i would be real with you like, yes or molly even anything exactly okay, like yes. caps they take a lot of drugs like, that's what okay, i noticed you felt like there was more of a drug scene in melbourne than even there's like, just like kind of an alcoholic culture right so he, 
No, I could drink more than my boyfriend can. Really? Okay. I could drink more than mo- more most of my Australian mates. Okay. The thing is, is that they have strength beer. So it's oh. like, if they'll go to a pub, they'll be like, oh, I'll get a mid-strength. I didn't know what a mid-strength was. What's strength and mid-strength? Thank yeah. you. So they'll ask for a mid-strength, which is like 3%. Oh. Instead of, say, like a 5%, oh. so it's less alcohol, so they could drink more. Oh. Oh, they want less alcohol. Because they want to keep, yeah, they want, and that's the thing, is I was like, I hate oh. to be the bearer of bad news. I could not drink you guys, because I'm drinking, like, if I see yeah. 4% even. That's not, like, that's nothing. I'm used to 5% in Montreal, like, that's most of our drinks are 5%. Yeah. In Australia, yeah. like, you're going to get 4% mostly, and then if you get something that's like, you know, 6%, it's like, wow. Have you ever heard the song Stronger Beer? I heard it as a child. It's about how Canada has the strongest beer in the world. I don't believe that's true. I feel like someplace like Germany is going to have stronger beer. <laughs> you, oh. I, but they drink a lot. Maybe we're we're pulling up to Germany and it's yeah. 3%. But that's the thing. Is it's the like, strength so able to keep going for a longer time. And it was like... We got a stronger beer. beer. That's how the song I've actually heard it though. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back to your finally he buys you. Oh wait, he's buying it. Oh my god. god. <laughs> Three girls I'm with so ADHD. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> so he buys me a drink. I was like, thank the Lord. It's one for my bank account, but two, like maybe this guy's cluing in. Yeah. He's not cluing in. Oh, okay. So we're like, <laughs> he was being nice. Yeah, like, he really felt like I'm introducing a Canadian to an Australian beverage. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, I honestly, like, I was like, he's touched with the tism. Um, but no, he's, he's literally just oblivious. Um, and so, whenever he buys me a drink, we go dancing, and my girlfriends are dancing with the girl that was interested in him to kind of be like, give Ben and Lauren their time. Give yeah. Ben and Lauren their time. Um, and in that time, um, yeah, I basically kissed him. I was like, when are you going to kiss oh. me? You I put the moves. Oh, good. I put the moves. I was getting so annoyed at this point. Yeah. I was like, what are we doing here? Like, come on, make a move. So I was like, when are you going to kiss me? Mm-hmm. I was like, why are you so nervous? Yeah. Like, kiss me. And I just kissed him. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, he, he like, obviously, we just, yeah, okay, it from there kind of yeah. happened. And he's like, oh. Yeah. And the worst part is, though, is that the night before I went out, like, as well. And so I ordered a box of pizza that I didn't finish. And I left it on my bed. And so okay, so you came home to, to like a you box of pizza <laughs> on my bed That's in the night so fire. Embarrassing. And I literally was like, let's forget this even happened. <laughs> You're like, like, babe, it's out of there. Yeah. Keep it out of that mind. Yeah, I, w- I literally remember like seeing the box of pizza and being like, we're <laughs> like, like close guys, we're gonna do a little special. I'll do a special dance. And not even that, but like, you know, in the girls' room when you get ready before work and stuff, like your underwear is all over the yeah. room. Like, you have like the most disgusting like I hate to be out but like I'm vile with my room sometimes like the garbage is overflowing with god knows what you know like you're just it's that vibe so I was like (laughs) you weren't preparing to have sex that night you were no because I just went to work and then like after work we're like let's go out and we go out so your room was not ready for that my room was actually vile (laughs) um and he lives with his family well at that point 
at that point, that was the first night he moved back with his family. So okay. at that point, I was like, oh, should we go to yours? And he was like, it's funny you mention that. Like, I just moved out yesterday, and I'm back at my family home. <laughs> so I was like, looks like we're going to mine. You said box and all. Yeah, I was like, good. I'm ready to meet your mom. You start dating. Is the vibe like you're just hooking up, or is it immediately like, okay, we're doing this? Yeah, how, how does it turn um, monogamous? So at that point, we then went on another date two weeks later, and then... I went to New Zealand for like three weeks and he went to Thailand for I think a week and a bit or two weeks and I don't text anyone I'm a really bad texter I've unopened DMs all over the place but I was messaging him through my travels and I was really making an effort to like talk to him okay mm-hmm. and then when this I, is why I don't believe in a bad texter I think if someone likes you, make you the they text you yeah even the worst texter yeah. I know that's I'm, I, I hate to disagree but I'm like literally an Aquarius who never texts back <laughs> well, I simply don't just, you feel like with like romantic things you text back even with my boyfriend sometimes I'm terrible like I have moments <laughs> where I'm just like I look at it and I mentally respond and then I'm like, <laughs> it's been five hours and he's like are you alive and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like I really just do get overwhelmed and stuff. And I think okay. for friendships, especially, especially when there's a lot of messages coming through. Um, but again, yeah, I guess you could say in a way, I think I really put my cards in here that I want to, you know, yeah, I was trying we're a little harder. I was trying a bit harder than I normally yeah. do. And so I came back from New Zealand, and then from that point onwards, it was like. We are going for coffee before work. Then we're going to work and we're working together. Then after work, he's coming back to mine and I'm going to his. And it just kind of stayed like that throughout the entire month of March. We were just like kind of tied at the hip. Yeah. And it just developed so quickly. But then I also knew that he was going away on April 15th. Oh. To go to Europe for five months. For five months. Does he go? Yeah. Okay. So you're doing long distance. Again, Yeah. I had no idea. You did long distance for five months? Five months. So that's the thing. Is like we, during the mar- month of March, it's just like I was really falling in love with him. Like, mm. I, I, you could say it, I was obsessed. Like, I was just like, <laughs> this is like the most amazing man. Yeah. And I really felt like. And how is he different from like previous relationships you've had? Like what? I think there's one just like, he's one type of person where it's like, if you were to meet him, you can't help but love him. Mm-hmm. He's just very empathetic. He's the most selfless person I've met mm-hmm. in terms of, like, he'll stay late after work on, like, a Saturday or Friday night and, like, help everyone else out with their tasks before mm-hmm. leaving. Like, he'll put everyone before himself. Everyone who, like, works with him loves him. Like, he's... You never heard a bad word about him. Uh-huh. Um, and then also, like, the fact that, like, he was able to just make me, like, laugh all the time. Uh-huh. I was able to actually feel free to communicate with him about everything. There's no judgment. Um... It was just very, like, free communication. If I brought up a problem and I was like, I don't like when you do this, it makes me feel like this. It was like, oh, my God, apologies. And immediately from then on, stopped. Like, it doesn't take... And he'll never do it again. Yeah. It wasn't like it would just come back into his behavior. It's like he was very cognizant and aware and listened. And he just made me feel very secure. And, like, I felt very comforted and safe. Um, And I've never experienced that. So I think, like, what he gave to me in terms of, like, the relationship and the way that he acted but also just him as a person like I think I was very physically attracted to him and then emotionally attracted to him over time with talking to him yeah and realizing more about his life and who he is and what his interests are um then ultimately like we just we got along so well like it's we it never felt boring being around him it never felt uncomfortable or like awkward it was just real it was fun it was like having my best friend around all the time um 
so at that point we knew he was leaving and we kind of just agreed like we don't know if it's gonna work when you go away so let's just you know just talk and see where things happen if it doesn't work whatever we'll just meet each other in the near future and travel yeah at other point like or we'll stay friends and okay, then, so you choose not to commit for the five months he's away. So we choose not to commit at the beginning. Okay. Even though we love each other very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that all goes to crap because we don't stop texting. Yeah. Like, we're just, like, always texting. We're FaceTiming. And, like, it just kept on going like that until I think it was, like, around May that we were like, okay, we're being delusional. We're clearly... Yeah. We're still <laughs> doing this, and this is long distance, and we don't want to hook up with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Okay. So neither of you hook up with anyone else in that... Well, then, at that point, then it got to July, Mm -hmm. um, and I told him, I said, I'm feeling a lot of guilt about the fact that, like, this is your first solo trip. You've been planning for this for a year and a bit, and all of a sudden, you just so happen to start seeing a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I told him, I was like, I... I love you so much. I also think at this point, like, again, we were saying about, like, escaping and developing and moving on. Like, I, at this point, had developed a lot as a person. And I had a good head on my shoulders. And I knew that I'd be okay with doing an open relationship. Yeah. At this point, because, one, I trusted him as a person. I trusted his judgment. And but, you're like, it's just his first time traveling. Yeah. It's just going to fuck a rando and, and come like, back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, it's that. not going to mean it. No, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I knew I've had those experiences yeah. myself, yeah. like, traveling. And I think it's very important. Yeah. And I didn't want to take anything away from him because, God forbid, like, say we broke up once he came back and he looks back at his Europe trip and he's like, but I didn't hook up with anyone. Like, what a waste. Yeah. So I really, like, put it on him. I was like, listen, if you're, like, you want to get with a girl on a night out and you're drunk, like, I'm telling you right now, you can do it. Just my only rule is don't tell me. So, like, don't tell me and don't let it get back to me in Melbourne. So, like, don't spread it around the workplace and my friends let me know. And then lastly, if it ends up being more than, like, your travel crush and you hook up multiple times and it starts kind of meaning something just let me know and we'll break it off and we'll go back to friends like those yeah. are my only three rules we're just like just don't let me find out and if it becomes something serious with someone else let me know that's kind of a good it. idea and so many girls want so many details yeah but i think it's maybe better no. to not know, to not I, know. I, and i literally trusted him in a sense like i knew what i brought to the table yeah. like, i knew i'm i'm a great cat yeah. at this point in my life was like no i think I'm deserving of him, and I think, you know, like, if he's a good guy, and if he wants to be with me, then, like, you know, he'll follow these, not rules, but, like, you know, he'll hook up with someone and not bullshit to me, you know, and, like, but I'm giving him that kind of green flag, and he was like, I really don't think I'm going to hook up with anyone, but I appreciate this, and I was like, great, and so, for the last month and a bit, we were open, yeah. Um, and then... And so, were you also pursuing it as being open, or were you not really... I mean, in my mind, like, I think, obviously, you see an attractive guy, you're going to have a crush. Um, I personally was kind of like, I didn't hook up with anyone. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine yeah. being with anyone else but him. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think in the sense of, like, you know, being flirty and flirtatious. Yeah, I gave like, you permission you to opened up flirty. a little. I was a bit more yeah. flirty, but yeah, I wasn't no. No. doing anything and I was not pursuing anything. Yeah. I was just, yeah. I just couldn't. I could yeah. not imagine doing that. But we've all had those travel hookups, and you know, even in the best of times, except when you're saying, yeah, it becomes something more, which is rare, but it's like 24 hours of fun, then it's like, love you, bye, yeah. <laughs> see so. you never, you know? And and my friend was telling me, I don't know, just like her friend from Chile had so many, like, 
I don't know, whenever their boyfriends would travel or they would travel, they would do open for like two months or whatever. And it's just like the person who was still in the place where they lived, it's not like you can totally open up there either because it's like, oh, it's my friend that I went to middle school with, surprise. Or it's kind of like your community more. Yeah. Whereas when you're traveling, it is that 24 hour like peace, love. Exactly. Never see you again. Like it is different for where you were at. Yeah, I was like living at that point in a place. But I just like, yeah, it was, I... I really loved him and I did not want to do anything to jeopardize that even if it was like again I put the open thing for him I didn't do it for me yeah I really did it because I was feeling a lot of guilt and I really wanted him to have the best time like I was kind of fine with being you know celibate for five months and Mm. I was so okay with that because it was just like I didn't need that like I knew he was coming back and I was like literally waiting for him to come back like I was literally like it sounds crazy I never thought I'd do that for a man but I was waiting for him to come back and then when he did and we saw each other and I knew I was still we were still very much in love and it wasn't just like this hope thing and this like five months long distance and so he came back August and then I went to go and visit him for the weekend from Byron to Melbourne and I was like yep we're doing this and I just quit all my jobs in Byron and I moved back to Melbourne the next month oh hey you were living in Byron during that time yeah I traveled up the coast for like a month and a half two months and then I lived in Byron for three months okay and then you were like bye everyone I'm going back for him and then did you live with him in that period or you I place I was found a new place again like Facebook groups are your best friend moved in with another in another house for like a month and a bit and then that lease ended at the end of October. And so at that point, from November to December, I only have one month left on my visa. Yeah. So, and we were going to go to Tasmania for like two and a half weeks or like two weeks. And we were like, there's no point in me subletting a place. Yeah. So I just moved in with him and his family. And mm-hmm. yeah. And we like literally spent, again, we spent all our time together and we just never got sick of each other. Like we That's went so to Tasmania, cool. spent every waking minute. Ooh. And... We, like, came back to Melbourne and we're like, so what are we doing today? Like, yeah. it was really just, he's my best friend. Aww. And I think that's what makes her relationship, like, really healthy. And did you expect this going into your year abroad where you, like, is this going to just be a self-growth moment? Were you expecting to find love? Or what was your view of, like, going into this year? It sounds crazy, but I kind of knew deep down that I was going to find an Australian boyfriend. <laughs> We're going to call this how to find an Australian yeah, boyfriend. That's a point, yeah. yeah, that's um, a good... I have a theory my husband's in Australia, so I don't... He might very well be. I, I'm not going until I'm ready to get married. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm actually really smart. It's like, I'm like, that's sorry, my husband's smart. there. Yeah. I need to be ready. I need to be ready. Because every Canadian yeah. that goes to Australia ends up coming back with an engagement. No, right? they literally, the girl I knew from high school... Yeah, Five. so my yeah. my sister's best friend, like, she went and met the guy in Australia or, like, Bali or somewhere, but anyways, yeah. it was somewhere, like, routed in Australia, Yeah. and then, no, yeah, they met in Australia, and then now they're engaged, huh. soon to be married, and I was like, okay, great, and then my other friend, her sister, went to Australia, fell in love, now I love the men there. They're perfect. <laughs> Sorry. No, they're not. Um, and then, I- no, they're not. Um, <laughs> I'll get into that. And, like, they're now married, but now they live in Montreal instead of Australia. Okay. And so everyone knew when I was going away, they're all like, Lauren's coming back with the engagement ring. Lauren's yeah. coming back pregnant. Lauren's coming back married. Yes. And I came back. All of the above. Sadly, I'm not pregnant. Ugh. <laughs> um, sadly, I'm not engaged. Ugh. This, so, if you're listening, Ben, 
Where's the ring? Where's yeah. the ring? Everyone thought we were going to get married for the green card so I could stay alone. Oh, true. So everyone was like, just get married, just get yeah. married, just get married. Because you only left because your visa ran out. And that was the only reason I left. I would have stayed. Yeah. Okay. And currently the plan is like, you're back in Montreal. You're back at your parents' house. For you're, a little bit, yeah. You're living, laughing, loving. And your plan is to eventually go back to Australia. Yeah. My plan is I want to... I think... Even with the man to the side, um, I do think having lived in Australia, in terms of the well-being of the people and the lifestyle, it's much better than what we have in Canada. Like, yeah. I love Montreal. I think it's all. I'm always going to be a Montrealer, uh, like through and through. That's just who I am. I'll always love the Mile End, and I'll love like you know the Quebecois lifestyle. Um, however, I think. Australia right now in terms of like you know your pay like the work hours like a bit it's a bit more lax it's a bit less stressful um and just also like you know having summer and I feel like I do get very much you know affected by seasonal depression and so having that ability to just kind of go to a beach when the winter is it's so important and so I think I really do want to become a citizen there and I do want to work there and live there and there's more opportunities for growth in my professional career than there is here like right now it's so competitive to find a job in any field like it's ridiculous and as opposed to there it was like I started working at a restaurant the next thing you know I'm a supervisor from supervisor I work on to manager and it's like frig like I'm just working in hospitality. Like, this is just, like, a side hustle for me. But I can make it my real-life job if I wanted to. Yeah. You know, and that's with any field. There's just so much opportunities for growth. Yeah. And I think, like, my plan is to go back either for med school or for a job and then hopefully, like, you know, become a citizen and do, like, more schooling there. And how does the visa work? Like, you have to take a certain amount of time back in Canada or you have to only go back if you have med school or something like that? So I could only go back on... A skilled worker visa, like a skilled worker shortage visa. So, like, I'm a biochemist, so I'm able to go back on a biochemist. Mm. Um, and then I could go back on a student visa, but I cannot go back on another working holiday visa. Okay. Um, because you have to complete three months farm work in Australia to get your second year. <laughs> you have to do three months, three months of, of farm, farm work. work. So, it's either farm work or wow. hospitality in remote places. Okay. But it's my like, friends there for four years well we're not like close yeah i don't know the story but like this girl i knew in high school moved in 2019 has been there since and she's engaged and went to do you know how everyone goes at first especially post high school does a nannying moment yeah they always start with the au pair um but like i'm like how could she stay i guess it just depends farm work or so yeah she probably did farm work and then like another year of farm work Mm mm-hmm or was able to apply for like another visa sponsorships mm-hmm. like there's there's ways to kind of go around it but they are quite difficult to find because everyone wants it yeah so like doing hospitality in a remote area everyone's getting trying to do hospitality instead of farm work so it's so competitive to try and get that hospitality job okay and these areas are remote like when i say remote australia i mean it's remote you're you're okay. not <laughs> you're not around a lot of things like even you know just Going up there, it's like I was sick, and I was like, I actually, as much as I love <laughs> Australia, I could not imagine being there for three months. <laughs> so like, I was like, I I'm, would... I'm just picturing you doing farm work for three months. <laughs> oh my god, plowing the fields. Yeah. What's <laughs> your advice for Esme going away for a year? What What do you recommend? It's crazy because I've actually been getting a lot of girls. <laughs> 
messaging me being like I like everyone wants to do a year abroad everyone wants to do a year abroad and a lot of people now want to do Australia and I'm not gonna say like oh I did that like I inspired them I think when you see a close friend do it on their own it kind of makes you feel like okay I could do this as well um so I've had a lot I'm of, waiting. So I don't yeah, need yeah. advice waiting for, for at least seven years. <laughs> like, <laughs> once you know you're completely fertile and you're ready to go, like then we're then I'm going ship at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, She's like, I feel it's time for a baby. Time Australia. Here we go. My is quaking. Um, but no, I think my biggest advice, and I actually spoke about this to my like, I mess- messaged a girl about. It, I said really just like take it as it comes do things spontaneously like i had this plan of being in australia only for three months then doing southeast asia <gasps> oh i didn't know i didn't know it was only it, for three months the original yeah. plan okay. and then i was like i actually changed it all up like everything changed because i met you know the man of my dreams and mm-hmm. like i like fell in love and i made these new friendships and yeah. i lost money and i made money and it was like i had to like you know i then found rugby and there's so many things that came and it changed the course of my travels. But as much as you have this thing in your head of what's going to happen and what you want to happen, and that's that's not the case. You know, life's going to come and it's going to throw you down. And yeah. it's also going to build you up. And I just got in this state and I just constantly reminded myself, like, one, I will be okay. Like, I'm smart enough to make sure I'm safe and fine. So like, yeah. I will be okay at the end yeah. of the day. And I know if I needed to... I hate to say it, but, like, my parents can buy me a ticket back. Yeah. And I will, like, be safe. You know, yes. like, if I have no more money in my account, if I'm really in, like... You had a backup plan. If yeah. I was really in the shits, like, I knew I could call my parents. Like, a safety net, yeah. And they could at least help me. So, it's, yeah. like, I knew there was that safety net. So, I knew, like, I'd be okay. So, just take everything as it comes mm-hmm. and just, like, say yes to things that you wouldn't normally do. You know? Oh, that's a good idea. Just really, like, live your life. Like, be the main character. Like, right now, like, that's your year to really... Don't worry about what other people think of you because it doesn't matter. You're mm-hmm. in a different country. They don't know you. They don't know your life. Like, that is just freeing. literally romanticize your life is the biggest thing. And just You could be whoever you want to be. No, you can really Who be. Who are you going to be? It's exciting. I literally, like, sometimes I was like, I'm going to steal something. Yes, I steal stuff. stuff. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to start <laughs> committing crimes. <laughs> not a klepto at all but i was like i'm gonna steal a white shirt from kmart like it was probably a five dollar shirt but i was just like it was more of a statement of like no one's stopping me because i'm free this isn't my country and what are they gonna do (laughs) they could actually do a lot but like you just build up this whole different identity Mm -hmm. um the the advice so far is steal steal get under someone get over someone yeah move away away, escape Yeah. yeah it's so funny because my mom was like, oh, I've been telling people that you're planning on moving, and everyone's like, she's gonna get a British boyfriend. Everyone's yeah. like, everyone's like, they're, they're, she's like, she won't come back. And I was like, oh no. Because here's the thing is, I think the best thing about, oh my gosh, actually sounds I sound bad. <laughs> the best thing about traveling is getting getting a taste of mm-hmm. all the different flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you could have just had flavors and stuck with the pronto, but anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're going to get a taste of all these different flavors. And I think that also helps, like, you know, build up your own confidence and sexuality. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I've hooked up with a man from this country, that country. I have, I have friends everywhere now. But mm-hmm. also, like, 
If you're staying in one country for that main time, of course you're going to build a relationship with an Englishman. Without a doubt, that's going to happen. Like, yeah. you're tasting that flavor all the time, and eventually yes. it's going to become your favorite cuisine. Your favorite flavor. <laughs> you're ordering it for a takeout. You're going to dine oh, in. Oh, like, English breakfast. Yeah. Oh, every single night of the week. I'm, bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. for the accent. I think it'll be fun. And then boyfriend by Monday, aka March. Yeah, yeah boyfriend first week of March. Boyfriend first I was week of say, March. If you do it like me, you'll have a boyfriend in twenty four hours. Hey, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and a gym ready. membership. Yeah, and a gym membership. And a bank yeah, account. I'm gonna follow exactly what Lauren. Did. I'm gonna get down. Gonna get my gym membership. Yes. I'm just gonna get ready. Yes. Yeah. Like my other friend who I was telling like how I did it. She was like writing it all down. She's like, you really just got down to it. And I was like, babes. There is no time to waste when you're on the hunt for something bigger. Like Ooh. you were on the hunt for an something English bigger. man. I was like, <laughs> I'm only I was on the London. I was on the hunt for money. So like that's why I was trying yes. to get everything set up. I was like, I need to get a job and I need to get yep. them a number and all these things. But you're on the hunt for an English man. I don't know if I would say that's my main goal, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, I'm just. I, I, what am I trying to accomplish? I mean, it's been kind of spontaneous deciding to do this, but it's more that I am done my undergrad. I don't really know what I want to do next step career wise, and I just I have never lived anywhere else but Montreal, and I want the opportunity to be True. somewhere else. But I think it's like the main thing is just first of all know that I can be uncomfortable and comfortable at the same time and learn that and yeah. experience that and just like know that I can build new friendships yeah because like at least I'm going with a friend and that's helpful but also it's just like I want to trust that I can make it on my own like I can yeah. I can I'm not gonna sink I'm gonna swim and I'm gonna have fun I just kind of want to be young like I was literally like ever since graduating I was like it's been honestly three days but <laughs> Ever since graduating, I'm so wise. Uh, I was, like, walking. I was, like, what era of my life? Like, this era of my life, I just don't want to be, like, 35 and regret not having fun. Yeah. Like, I want to have as much fun as possible. And I feel yeah. like be because this is, like, kind of, like, my year of just, like, why not put the pressure that I need to immediately get a job in my field? Why not just get a job and have fun and like that's honestly i'm thinking of london as a time to have fun mm -hmm. yeah I, I think what you said was really good is like being uncomfortable like yeah. you're gonna be so uncomfortable and you are gonna be lonely like that's inevitable and you are gonna have like a lot of like time to yourself and you're gonna miss your friends but i think with that comes a lot of growth and that's like okay I'm uncomfortable. Why? Why am I uncomfortable? Is it because I'm lonely? Is it because I can't be like okay with myself at my own alone time? Or like, mm -hmm. it just there's a lot of moments like that, and it really like I think there's that fun aspect to it, but then there's also those moments that actually provide you with a lot of like mental clarity um, and kind of like assure you that like you're able to like make your own friends when you're alone. You're able to get a job through just yourself and just the person you are. Like. I don't know. Everything that will be, will be. And so, yeah. Yes. I'm excited. Your Thank style you. is going to change. Oh, yeah. That is exciting. Okay, you makes it sound like Sorry. you my style. No, though. my style is <laughs> ugly. No, I just remember when Sadie's style changed in Paris, too. It, it's so just like thrilling to see that part. You're like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah I'm excited because I don't know. I just feel like it will be, especially already, I'm trying to learn 
to be more okay with alone time because I really struggle with that. Like I am someone who wants to be with someone 24 seven. And lately, like just the act of like, and also I have a lot of social anxiety about being alone in public. Like mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm like scared to eat in a restaurant alone. I like yeah, think everyone's yeah. gonna look at me. Like I get like so panicked. Mm -hmm. I can't even, like for a while, I couldn't even go to a cafe by myself. Like I had really? to like slowly build up. Like it was like yeah. a slow exposure a therapy with myself anxiety. of like being like, you know what? No one's paying attention to you when you're yes. by yourself. When I see people by themselves, I don't feel bad for them. People like being by themselves. Yes. And also because it's like easier for, it's better for my mental health to be alone out in the world than alone in my house. Yeah. So I feel like lately I've been just like bringing myself out for dinner yeah. by myself. And then I like feel so proud after because yeah. I was like happy to be with myself and I like yeah. did that. And yes. so I feel like I've been doing little acts of like, and also just before going away, I also just, I feel like another big goal is just connecting more with my intuition because I feel like I'm so disconnected from it. Mm -hmm, and I yeah. feel like if I could get one thing is just know myself, listen to myself more than listen to others because I've spent so much of my life listening to others. Yeah, yeah I was going to say my travels, I've always trusted my gut. My gut has always been right. Mm -hmm. And obviously I can't say that because I don't know the other outcome if it was opposite. But I know that every time I did listen to myself and like what I needed, what I wanted and what my gut was telling me, it was always the right decision and it always led to like great outcomes. Mm -hmm. And I think you kind of just need to like tune into that and know that like, hey, I've got like myself is going to tell me what's right or what's wrong. It sounds like stupid, but your body does have an actual physical response to certain situations that it mentally knows are not beneficial towards you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so it's like, yeah, it's your intuition, but it's also like you're going to get that physical response that's going to tell you like maybe do or don't, you know, mm -hmm. like if you're feeling really nervous for a date, like is this maybe going to be the love of your life that you're meeting or it's going to be a psychopath, yes. you know, like things yeah. like that. Um, but no, I think that's so true to like listen to your intuition. You're gonna grow so much, Esme. Yeah, I need to grow. <laughs> On that note, let's, let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming, Lauren. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate your stories, your laughs, your giggles. And we hope you know now how to get your own Australian boyfriend. <laughs> Connect yeah. with your gut and get a boyfriend. And first of all, move to Australia. I was going to so say, <laughs> there's a lot of things we learned. One, escaping is okay. Yes. Escaping is bad. Yes. Get under someone. Get under someone to get over someone. Yes. Um, what else do we... I don't know. Change your style. Change your style. <laughs> listen to your intuition. Yes. Listen to your gut. Yeah. And My coaster said I'm going to have an emo face this year. I'm Zoe. I'm Esme. I'm Lauren. And we're too much. Ooh, good enough to get back to. Bad enough to bail again. Been too much that you can't chew. But you're going to tell your friends. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. You're too much.